I am recording now. Uh, here comes the theme song. I hope everyone enjoys this. Welcome to 60 Cycle Home. Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Home, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. You tried to get me there, but it did not work. <laughs> I didn't work. try. I just, like, I just said that for some reason. I don't know. Why am I messing it up every week now? It's my it's know. my year. You were messing it up for, for a couple of years. Now it's my turn. Uh, how are my pixels tonight, Steve? Can you see me all right? They're good. They're good. I'm running off the Wi-Fi. I think I killed... Uh, my Ethernet cable, my 50-foot cable, finally bit the desk because I closed it in a door. <laughs> oh, yikes. Too many times. <laughs> so I'm running off the 5G now. I'm going to get that COVID 5G uh, all infesting my house, even though I've been running 5G. Yeah, I've been using this, uh, years. this extender thing that runs off the power grid, and it's I've really been uh, been enjoying it. The one issue I have, and I don't know if it's because my downstairs router was actually going bad and I just didn't realize it, um, is when I go downstairs, even though I'm sitting literally like 20 feet away from my main router, um, my uh, phone will like just drop off of Wi-Fi, but it won't, it'll like have a Wi-Fi signal, but not an actual internet connection. So Mm. it'll just like start hanging up. It's dumb. You ready to do an ad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do an ad. Let's open the show. Uh, here we go. Oh, first one. Oh, this one. I didn't even mean to select it. It was just, uh, but uh, you no, know, this is a good one to start with. Let's start with this one. I like it. This is a Cyclone SG uh, sent to us by Gavin Mullet. Yeah, I love this thing. Oh, I don't have a screen grab of the description, apparently. I thought I did. Is it further along here? There it is. <laughs> it's at the bottom of the I stack. Uh, Epiphone Modified SG Special Cyclone 2000's Dark Red Premium Spray Paint. Oh, boy. Ooh. This is an interesting SG I had constructed to my specifications. It resembles a Fender Cyclone. It's pickup switching, but of course, it's an Epiphone SG. I really like the look and the idea of the setup. It doesn't exactly sound like a Cyclone right now. However, it boasts two vintage uh, modified Jaguar pickups in the neck and middle positions in the bridge is a Seymour Duncan hot Jaguar pickup. So hot. Uh, right now, my Luthier described its sound as strat on steroids. The pickguard is a custom design I thought up. The neck is bolted on, which is why it's not worth $315. <laughs> the reason it's in very good condition as opposed to excellent is the paint on the body. It's a premium something spray paint, but I have never finished it with poly or nitro. The guitar was originally finished black, and I sprayed it. I made the mistake of spraying too many layers on the guitar as well. So it's the not finishes, premium anymore, is it? Yeah, the finish <laughs> like is adding to too, Adding too much spray paint kind of like cancels out the premium nature of the spray paint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the finish is beat to hell, and my intention is to, was to sand it down and start again. I'm like just inferring words here. Uh, this is why the guitar's list is good and not very good. Frankly, it might be quite a trip to strip all the paint off of it. But I have only minimal experience with doing that in the first place. So I'm leaving that fun opportunity to someone else in selling this guitar. It sounds like it sounds like a something strat, and I have not been using it much in the first place. But this project seems daunting to me, and as such, it is for sale. This is a Make long an offer, blah blah blah. So, like, I mean, this guy took the effort 
to, uh, like I said, $315.66 plus $65 shipping. So basically $400. Yeah. Um, this guy took the effort to cut a custom pit guard and it's a tele- it. It's like a Telecaster pit guard. And yeah, and route it out for a three way for like the Jag switching or Cyclone switching, whatever deal, and yeah. do all this extra stuff. But apparently, doesn't have a heat gun. <laughs> yeah, they they got a lot of work into this, and oh man, that giant wad behind the bridge of stuff just bubbled and flaking off. I thought that they, they were going to say that there was a. a a Vibrola trim there, but it sounds like it's just too thick and it was bubbling off or something. Yeah, that's oh. it's ugly. That is U G L Y. And the problem here ultimately is that this is a like hundred and thirty dollar guitar. Yeah, easy to start with. I mean, if yeah. I was buying this, it would be because I'd be like, hey, three Jaguar pickups. <laughs> <laughs> I can use those in something else. Uh, what, what I I vaguely remember saying saying what the pickups were. Do you remember? I remember one of them was like a nice one, and the other ones were something else. Uh, one of them is a Seymour Duncan Hot Jag, and the other two I think were Squire oh, okay. Jag pickups. Yeah, like I'm, vintage modified. So they're not like yeah, they're not crazy garbage, good. but yeah. they're not anything special. Yeah, I mean if if that had three uh, American Vintage reissues in it. I'd I'd offer this guy two hundred just to get the pickups and some hardware, you know. Yeah, and, and then it's... have a weird like like firewood guitar. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Three hundred's just any. I mean, it's a lot for something that's a mess. Like this is a mess. Yeah. It's it's kind of a fun concept, and I, I grabbed it because I just got the. Uh, I just got the the. The supersonic, the supersonic, and, and I've got the the uh, the cyclone on order, and this is like a Gibson take on a cyclone, which is a guitar that I yeah I should have bought the first time they came out. They they were affordable in the store when they first came out, and I was a fool who didn't buy one. Did you jump down. on the? Did you? Uh, we'll talk. Maybe we'll talk about it later. I don't sure, know. sure. Um, but I, did you jump on the cyclone this time around? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got it on order from Sweetwater. Okay. So when it gets here, you know, I'm going to do all sorts of videos with it. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> this is such an interesting concept because it's like I don't know. I don't. I, I, they already have an SG that's got singles in it. I forget yeah. the model yeah. name of that. I kind of always wanted one of those, but this is like another level to it where it's just done worse. <laughs> there's just, and there's been so much work done to yeah. this to like make it. <clears throat> so, well, I mean, I yeah, guess it's they, not that much work. So one of the, one of the knobs is moved to where the old pickup selector is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's nothing about this. <laughs> That this is like I said, this is $180 new. Yeah, I'm gonna it say, is. I'm gonna say, you, you look in, in the center of it, you're like, oh, the three Jaguar pickups, that looks pretty clean. You get to the edges of the pickguard, and you're like, oh, that's pretty clean pickguard work. And then the further and further you get out, the worse this guitar gets. You get down to yeah. the switch, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting way to put the switch in there and to work that interesting design. And then you see the giant bubbled up, awful finish going on. 
and you're like, oh, that's not ideal. And then you go further up, and you're like, oh, it's an Epiphone special. This is a $75 guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for a parts bucket, then you could you could pay something different for it. But, man, it's, it's a little rough. I mean, I maybe you think someone will go for the concept. I would just... I don't know, man. Here we go. It's scotch time. Got that oh, is it? Got that Kirkland stuff. Smells nice. like cough syrup. Scotch cam. <laughs> uh, tin can spaceman just said, uh, "I'll take that star starcaster off your hands when you fall in love with the cyclone and forget the starcaster exists." Man, I love that starcaster. I don't think that's going to happen. I instantly bonded with that thing. No, <laughs> so, fret level this midnight could... says, "Great screening, by the way." Fret nebel, <laughs> fret level midnight says, "This guitar has acne." Yeah, that's true. Num. This guitar doesn't have acne. This guitar has leprosy. <laughs> or just a really bad rash. All right, man. Yeah. What's new, dude? How you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. I finally restrung that bass. Oh, yeah? And, um, and <laughs> I uh, went to adjust the truss rod, and apparently I need a special tool, tool for that. <laughs> I saw the email that you had come in from uh, from Gibson Product Support. Yeah, so so I will say that uh, along with that, I emailed Gibson either late last night or early this morning, and they literally got back within a business day, so that's cool. That's pretty good. Uh, they, they recommended an item that is a $20 multi-tool, which I'm kind of like, I don't really want a $20 multi-tool. I'm pretty sure I, what I what I needed the most, and I but but I will say I asked for the size of the of the nut, which they gave me. They told me how much nut it was. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they told me, uh, and then they gave me, and I said, "Hey, can you uh, can you recommend a tool for me?" And they recommended a tool that I can use to adjust that nut. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to order that one because it's like a twenty dollar multi tool, and I'm pretty sure. I can get one that's just the normal one that you can buy at like Stumac or whatever has or on Amazon, I think is like five or six bucks and it's the right head size and it has like a screwdriver at the end. It's actually pretty similar to the one that I have on my tailor mm. for my tailor. Um, but the tailor I think is a quarter inch nut and this is a five sixteenths inch nut. And unfortunately, because it's the way the truss rod cavity is, is you kind of need this stupid little tool uh, because it's a thin walled wrench. So that's what, say, uh, that's what you, I did. You want to say nut a couple more times? Nut, nut, nut. <laughs> my other, my other what's new is um, I finished, I finished the, uh, I finally finished your Christmas mustard. Oh, really? How'd you, yeah. how'd you like that? I liked it. I like it. He likes it. Um, no, I like that. I like that kind of uh, um, coarse grit mustard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was like, I don't know what to do with this cute little jar. So I turned it into a little. Uh, I oh, put, there you I put go. Cat Albert in there, and I was like, I can keep all my picks and stuff in it. Nice. All my little odds and ends guitar things that are just kind of sitting around. So there we go. There Pretty you go. exciting. Exciting. Great stuff. stuff. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, you got was, anything new? Did you need to adjust the net? Be, the because the uh, the the neck is 
bench or something like that? You just want yeah. The, there's um the, the action's pretty high on it um in the middle of the neck, so I think it just needs to be pulled back a little. Gotcha. Gotcha. Reduce that bow. I need it to be straight. Right now it's curved, a little curved. All right, my what's new is I have a small pile of things that came in the other day from Rode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rode sent me this stuff. They just did an update for the Rodecaster, which I'm using to record right now. Uh, there's a new update like for a, it. Like a firmware update? Yeah, firmware. It, it, they say that it has uh, updated kind of functionality with multi-track recording and stuff. So we'll see if uh, that gives me any new features when I'm editing and post. So far, it just seems the same to me, which yeah. is kind of good, too, because I don't want to relearn anything. But they, <laughs> they sent some uh, little things uh, as little, you know, Things to promote the Roadcaster, oh, I guess. Yeah. You got these uh, these XLR little bands to show you which cables are going where. I'll actually use those, and I've been thinking I need to ma- I need to like uh, mark my cables because I keep getting lost on which cables are running to which amps. A uh, a fresh headphone to headphone cable for running our uh, our iPhones into the Roadcaster. Yeah. Headphone adapters. I mean, this is all stuff that you can just get, you know, wherever. But then the last thing is the important thing for the Roadcaster. They sent an official power the Roadcaster off a USB brick adapter. That's cool. Because the Roadcaster yeah. has a, a unique kind of like power plug on it. And this right. does the, the run to a USB brick. And I use those U- USB bricks all the time. Uh, I use one to power my, uh, my field recorder and stuff. So that means you can take the Roadcaster... On the road now. <laughs> Before you there had you to, go. Oh, they they gave me a pen too, so I'll add that to my collection of pens. We're gonna, we're gonna have to do the uh, the first once uh, like our first post quarantine up. We'll have to find like a Saturday and just do a deck up. Finally, do the I deck up. Thinking with that portable roadcaster. Just take it out on the deck. Yeah. The pro- the problem is is you're gonna do portable roadcaster, but if in order to film it, you're gonna have to run. 19,000 power strips out to the deck. You know, no, the, the, the laptop will run off a battery for an hour or so, and we're run, running the Roadcaster off Oh, there of you go. USB. Yeah, that's right, because we're, we're just live streaming the video, yeah. uh, the video now, so there we go. There you go. We'll do, we'll do a deck show. It'll be, it'll be really uh, classy. Yeah. You got a really big deck, Ryan. I mean, with all that nut talk, I mean, I've got a lot of nuts and bolts holding holding that big deck together. Yeah. It's a big deck. It's a lot of wood. Yeah. yeah I feel like we made all these jokes when you helped me build my big deck. We probably did. Ah, <laughs> uh, so what do we do now? A topic? We talk about uh, our sponsor? Is that what we do? Oh, yeah. We talk about our sponsor. This week's sponsor is um, Chase Bliss Chase Audio. Bliss. They make pedals more creative than you are. Um, they just did some like crazy fundraiser. I don't forget what the total was, but it was some amount of money that blew my mind. Like $30,000? Holy hell. I don't know if it was just them or if it was like something they were doing because there were a lot of different um, moving parts, but they were part of that, and that was really cool. And of course, Chase Oh, is that Bliss, that one that had all those pedal manufacturers doing it? That's thing? the thing is, I'm not sure. I'm not... I know Joel was kind of the first one I saw posting about it, but I don't know who else mm. uh, was involved with that. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, they're there. They, uh, the Chase Bliss guys are there kind of at the epicenter of everything right now 
where it all started, Minneapolis, the, the Minneapolis area. Mm. And um, so, I, you know, this was a, a close to home gotcha. season for them. And uh, yeah, anyway, they make great pedals. They make everything except a flanger, basically. So, <laughs> um, I mean, they definitely make pedals more creative than you are. A lot more creative than I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So go check them out. Yeah. Chase Bliss Audio. Huge thanks to Chase Bliss for sponsoring this podcast that you people seem to know and love for so long. Uh, so if you're ever in the market for a pedal that does things that you never imagine needing to do with a pedal, uh, send some money over to Chase Bliss and tell them that we sent you for sure. All right. Topic. Uh, we didn't have any topics selected. You were busy. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you started have up. a chance to smash into there? No, let's get over to the Facebook group and uh, and s- just do kind of like a topic grab grab bag off of. You want to talk uh, about reverb? Uh, no, I kind of honestly don't care about the full tone stuff anymore. I I said my piece about it a little bit uh, while you were still getting your computer started, and uh, I'm just kind of like Mike Fuller's an asshole. Like he got what's been coming to him for a long time, and I have a feeling. A lot of people who are saying they don't want to work with him now haven't wanted to work with him for a long time. And this is, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm opening up the Facebook call for topics and we'll just kind of go through. Um, Emily says the Squire Paranormal series. I watched her video. She got two of them. So she beat me. Which two did, only which two did she get? She got the supersonic and she got the offset telly. I was watching her offset okay. telly one and she was doing fun little like country licks on there. I was, I'm going to have mm. to come back and learn these licks and steal them for my videos. <laughs> well, that thing looks like a bunch of fun. Um, Ooh, all right. Best in, how about this one? Best and worst hobbies to combine with guitar. Um, ski, like, like water skiing. <laughs> like a uh, miniature boats and bottles like making miniature guitars and bottles like what's the point like i mean what's the point of the boats but i mean especially what's the point of the guitars you can't even play them if they're in a bottle um butterfly collecting butterfly <laughs> uh, he's saying so think of how they would complement each other but also as guitar themes like the resin fish and bullet casing guitars mm. that you know that Sure. Dude, that's a callback to, uh, yeah, yeah. to what we've done before. Yeah, that guy messaged um, us a bunch of photos of his recent one lately that he finished. It was like a oh, yeah. Armed Forces themed one with like bullet casings and patches and stuff in it. I like this one uh, from I was I was paid to fly with you, Batman. Uh, karate, because maybe you're like smashing things and you're like, you've got a slab body guitar just sitting there and you mistake it for a a uh, plywood board and you cut it, chop it in half. Maybe that should be the the next Yule log thing. Instead of burning a bunch of guitars, I take a bunch of guitars to a like a karate dojo <laughs> and let the kids just hack them in half. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, it'd be pretty entertaining. Not as entertaining as the Yule log. Oh, by the way, the the song on last week's episode, there was a video. For it, the 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 guy that recorded that he set the video to our Yule log video from Christmas. Yeah. So that song, I we didn't get to have notes on it in the in the episode because we didn't have it loaded up. Um, but yeah, go go look, listen back to last week's episode, and you'll hear the song, and you can go search for it and whatever. 
Um, I think any hobby that involves, um, you know, so, so the one on here that's actually like probably more true than I'd like to think about is like things like rock climbing mm. or basketball, like things that evolve a lot, involve a lot of like hand usage. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you jam a finger, uh, playing basketball or something, you're, you're going up for a rebound, you hit your fingers into, uh, into the basketball. I see where you're now, going with this. Now you can't do much with your hands for like two or three days. Ironically, woodworking isn't a good hobby if you're a guitarist or a musician in general, cause you can, you're going to lose a finger mm. at some point. Uh, but then, but then you can become Django Reinhardt. Ironically. All the guitar builders are woodworkers. <laughs> so I wonder if they're extra special. Are there any guitar builders that have lost fingers in bandsaw accidents or something like that? Um, I don't know of any. I think well, I'd notice them walking around Nam. We know one guitar builder who basically destroyed one of his hands in a woodworking. Wasn't that a woodworking accident? Uh, who was that? I don't remember. Nick from oh, uh, Prisma Guitars. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He still got his hand though. But that yeah, we talked. We had him on the show. And we talked I mean, about that. He still has. He still had his hand, but it took a. It yeah. was, he was rehabbing that thing for like a year. Yeah. He's he's still local to us. I wonder how he's doing. He we is. Get him on the show or go Dude, over to him we, or something. I talked to him. Oh, maybe I never followed. Uh-oh. I talked to him at Nam, and he wants to. He was talking about coming back on the show. Damn, he's like I'm. Do he's like I'm just down the street. Like uh, I go to like friggin' El Patron like twice a week. Well, damn, I had dinner from there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> of course, now we're freaking COVID, but you know whatever. Robert Robbie H loves this firecracker salesperson. I mean, if, as as long as you're not using what you're selling, like yeah, you're gonna yeah. be okay there. All right, let's see if there's any other topics. Um, that's the only topic, Ryan. Somebody, <laughs> was, oh, what? Yeah, what is a Squire Mini Jazzmaster? They made a Mini Jazzmaster. Yeah, have you seen those? No, they're real. They're like do a song scale. They're like twenty-two inches. Um, mm, the initial the initial reviews on them are that they're not good. They're piss poor. Oh yeah, toys. Um, but I'm kind of curious about them just because I don't think most people know what they're getting into when they get a 22 inch scale guitar, like it's gonna be a challenge no matter what. I'm wondering if people are getting them and like, Oh, this feels weird. It's like, yeah, it feels weird. Cause it's 22 inches or they might yeah, be right. A, they might be turds. So they're like, that's for kids, kids, guitar, kids, guitar, you know, just children's, make a guitar, guitar that's really hard to play because of the technical details with it. And Oh, it's a kid's guitar. Cause it's small. <laughs> Obviously. Now, I I wouldn't recommend my '90s to a Sonic um, to kids, even though it's small. I mean, there's there's an element to it that's like you have to be kind of like a mature, uh, thoughtful guitarist to actually use it in a certain way. I'm not saying I'm a mature, thoughtful guitarist, but <laughs> cowboy oh cowboy action shooting that's a good one. I don't know what that is. You like like so, trick shooting, like spinning the gun around and stuff. I think so. I think so. Oh, because you could get your fingers shot off by someone shooting guns out of your hand. Oh, there we go. Ah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Family's home. 
hell? <laughs> Steve, Turn the noise gate on. Steve, you were supposed to put your family to bed. What? Even your wife. Like, go to bed, honey. I'm going to podcast. I'm in the bedroom. <laughs> that kind of sucks for your wife that you're in the bedroom and we stay up till like midnight. We're going to podcasting. Um, Wait, this white gold, the white gold guitar on this side or on this side of that one? Or the, I like how I'm pointing at my screen like anyone can see it. Those white golds or that white gold? <laughs> I've got a lot of white gold guitars around. Someone asked about a white gold guitar apparently. Oh, speaking, sorry, it's not to dirt, go off topic, but does Henning know you have a Nutter guitar? I'm assuming. Okay, because he made somebody, a video about having a nutter, right? Yeah, he just well, he just did a video about um, like he just released his nutter guitars video from Nam, mm-hmm. and I I don't know if he said it or if so, there was just a comment on there like that that looks like a Ryan guitar. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, well, yeah, I'd I'd love to have every model of nutter guitar. Brian Nutter, as far as I'm aware, still in the hospital, still recovering. No, he's home. He's home Finally. now. <sighs> yeah. Man, that was a long. But he's run. still. They basically let him go home, but he's still all tubed up and everything. Jeez, poor guy. Yeah, I think he's lost like forty pounds. <sighs> poor guy. He, he had said a, like he had a hole in his throat. Yeah, the it's still there. Like the stent won't stay in place, but um, they uh, but at least they like figured out what the infection was. So I think once they figured that out. They were, they were able to get enough of it out and get him on the right antibiotics so he could actually go home. Yeah, I just feel for him. So yeah. it's such a it's, tough thing to go through. And I'm mean, with everything else going on, like it's a rough 2020 yeah. for everyone, but for Brian Nutter especially. I mean, when when that guy gets on his feet again, someone's got to buy some guitars from that guy. Like, come on, yeah, guys. They're super great. Yeah, look, go look up Brian Nutter and wait for him to get better and buy something from him. That's all I'm saying. Um are there any other good topics here? Sure. Uh, Scott so, Hamilton wants to know how much should I be tipping a valet? That's a question for Super Rich Steve. That is a- uh, Super Rich Steve says, tip your valet your car. You've I got knew like it. 12 more, right? I knew it. You drive up, you throw the keys to the valet, and you say, that's for you. My helicopter's picking me up. Boom. You wink. <laughs> I never go home the same way that I came. <laughs> Sometimes you, you bring the helicopter and you throw the keys to the valley and like, I'm driving home. I don't know how, but I'm going to buy something. I'm going to buy no. something from someone else here and drive it away and they'll have to figure out how to get home. It's got to be like one of those weird things where it's like you, uh, when the, when they bring the car back to you, you just pop the trunk and pull out like a $10,000 mountain bike out of the back. <laughs> Or it's like the Batmobile, because you're super rich, Steve, and anything is possible here. It's the Batmobile. Uh, you, when you walk out of the club that you've been in, you pull out your little bat clicker, and you click it, and one whole side of the Batmobile separates, and it turns into a motorcycle. And there you we leave, go. You leave the rest behind, and you're like, here you go, valet. You get the rest of the Batmobile. Yeah. You get three quarters of the Batmobile. <laughs> well, two wheels. I mean, it's like half. <laughs> <laughs> it's functionally half mass wise it's a the, lot more I, th- I thought the motorcycle part would be independent from the rest of the car so no it takes two wheels with it man i don't know steve how steve don't works. know nothing about batmobiles 
That's I what, don't. That's what it's we true. learned. <laughs> tonight, tonight on 60 Cycle Hum, we talk about the Batmobile. How many wheels does it have? Four? Does it have backup wheels that turn into a motorcycle? I guess not. <laughs> Tune in next week as we talk about other cars from movies and shows. How many wheels does the motorcycle from Chips have? Two! It's a motorcycle! Wait, is that... So, Brett Hoon says, um, guitar stores are providing cleaned guitars. You put them in the dirty holder when you're done playing and they wipe them down. That is both crazy, but also probably real, because I know I know guitar stores are reopening. I thought you were going to say, I know guitar stores are real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they've been doing. It sounds crazy until you realize that's what they've been doing at all the grocery stores and Costco and everything. Like, every single... Uh, like cart that they put back in the thing that someone is wiping down the handles and everything with, with, uh, you know, Clorox wipes. All right. Ed Rosin Rosin really wants to know, uh, what is mystery guitar behind Ryan? Mostly white. I think he's talking about the harmony. Yeah. Yeah. The harmony, uh, silhouettes, silhouette. That's what, it yeah. I love that guitar. That's a good, good guitar back there. The harmony silhouette. Let's see if I can get my hand lined up with it. No, there, it looks like I'm holding it like that. Um, <laughs> Uh, a little bit pricey compared to the normal stuff that I get. It's not in the Florida guitar. They're $1,300 new, but they're made in the USA at the Heritage Factory. Nitro finishes, uh, pickups that sound freaking amazing. I have looked on eBay for those pickups, hoping someone had swapped them out for something else and I could pick them up and put them out of the other, other guitars. So far, no dice. Um, also, they come with a mono bag. So for the yeah, price of... That's crazy. The price of basically an import Korean reverend you're kitting a lot of guitar <laughs> from harmony these days. And I love that thing to death. Go talk to Mike Adams too. If you guys are thinking about a harmony, he loves yeah. his harmony as well. And he's a, a connoisseur of nice guitars. So if he likes it, you, re then... you ready to, uh, you ready to hit another ad? Let's hit the next ad. Uh, I'm doing scotch without people super no. chatting me. That's fine though. I'll do what I want. Get on there. Get on the screen. Nope. That's the old ad. Let's get to the new one. Oh man, headless Telecaster custom built. Oh yeah, um, I posted a bunch more pictures of this. Oh, did you? Yeah, they're in my submitted submitted stack. Well, the these are all the pictures that we need, right? This covers it. Oh, I was, yeah, yeah I don't actually think there was much in the way of. Oh no, there were words. I'll read the words. Okay, you read the here words. We have a, here we have a super unique looking guitar. The neck is maple with rosewood fingerboard, and the body is bass, basswood. Basswood? I think it's basswood. Boss is boss. Boswood. Boswood. Uh, <laughs> likely Chinese Indonesian made. Uh, it has a bunch of aftermarket parts, including a Wilkinson vintage voice pickups, Wilkinson gold tuners, upgraded gold bridge with compensated brass saddles, custom neck plate, custom gold volume, and tone knobs, Telecaster wiring harness with CTS putts. Oh, I think Ed Rosen was talking about the Hallmark swept wing. I'll, I'll cover that in a second, Ed. Um, Oak switch, orange drop, treble bleed, bone nuts, some Ernie ball strings, pickups sound great. The pick art has been painted black. Not the greatest paint job, but definitely not the worst. Eh, debatable. Uh, I'll also be including two free Telecaster pickups. The neck pickup from a Harley Benton and the bridge pickup, I believe, is a Fender. Uh, well, if you believe it, then you can dream it. Yeah, seriously. Uh, this guitar will definitely need adjusting and a setup as it does have a few dead slash flat notes 
on the higher frets, fun guitar to mess around with or show off. Sold as is. How can you name off all of those problems and not mention the obvious this thing, and then list it originally for three hundred and fifty dollars, and drop it down to two hundred ninety nine dollars? There's this nothing on this guitar is even like what I would consider upgraded. No, and this falls squarely under the if it looks like a bottle opener, it's probably crap rule, like. The body is a bottle opener. They cut the bottle opener into the butt end of this poor, poor Telecaster to make room for the tuners. Because <laughs> it, it, it doesn't have a headstock. They did they did a, yeah. a headstockless Telecaster here, which is, you know, fine in concept. But man, the solution of having the tuners on the butt end and having the strings splayed out like that like why at a certain point why even bother? Like what are you doing here? What are you saving? What is And I it's kinda, trying to do it's trying to do the BC Rich 10 string thing and it's failing miserably. I kind of look at this too and like I mean with the BC Rich uh 10 string where the string uh where the tuners are hanging out the back like that, at least you have this crazy guitar with like kind of this body shape that juts out away from the body. These yeah. tuners are going to be against your belly. They're going to be like close to your body and where your arm is interacting with them. Like your forearm is definitely going to interact with that low E tuner. Oh, there's no way that I could play this guitar without like wearing um, <laughs> like leather like, forearm guards. It's going to be like uh, you You probably uh, I don't know if you remember this as a as a sports connoisseur. Oh, yes. Uh, but in like the late 90s, early 2000s. A lot of baseball players basically wore like it looked like they were wearing like body armor on their on their like elbows, like their forward batting elbow. They were literally wearing like like skateboard elbow pads, like the hard plastic. In case but a ball even, like caught their elbow or something. Yeah, it's it was because it was like their lead arm. So if a pitcher like threw inside, it would just hit the hit the elbow guard instead of like hitting you in the elbow. Mm. They should have put like, a little. They should have put a little mitt there instead to catch the ball. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Catch it and throw it back. Yeah, exactly. With your elbow. Uh, yeah, this. It's one this of those terrible. It's one of those things where like people are like, oh, I've got this old grandpa style guitar, and all these like Strandbergs and stuff are the hot thing. You know what? I've got a saw. I can I can turn my old grandpa guitar into one of these hot new, <laughs> like trendy hipster guitars one of these millennial guitars that all the uh the genters are playing it's like why why but just go buy the thing that you want i don't even i don't even hate the idea of a headless telecaster no that's fine this this just isn't the way to do it the execution for what it's it's worth like Strandberg makes a tell a telly style guitar i played that at the first uh, tgu yeah, it was so, a bunch of fun. And there's other, you know, and like I said, there's other ways to do this. You could put in like a micro tuner system that doesn't look like trash. <laughs> it, you know, basically like you, you know, like a like a Floyd Rose kind of a thing, like a you know. Sure. No, they have like, they, they have those. They could have dropped that in here behind that bridge. Is those bolt on uh uh tune from behind the the bridge things yeah like you could have left the telecaster bridge strung through it and had the they look like tubes that like 
screw down six, no, that's exactly six in a row. And you put those behind that bridge, and that's all you need. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea you had, Steve. That's, that would have solved every it. Every once in a while. And it would have looked cool, too, because it would have looked, looked like, a, like a black racing stripe behind that bridge. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. I want to see that executed. Because this the whole bottle opener cut thing on any guitar is always ugly. And this is an especially ugly version of that. Yeah. Uh, this ad, if I didn't say at the beginning, was sent by Kevin Hernandez or as... Ryan would put it, Kevin Hernandez. Oh, did, I, did I mess it up? Yeah. Okay, my wireless keyboard has been doubling things. <laughs> and if I don't watch it, I just need to switch to my old wireless keyboard because the new one sucks. Freaking Apple, what are you doing? What's with this design that sucks now? The old one worked fine. They made it USB chargeable instead of wasting uh, double A's in it. Gotcha. It's ruining my my whole life. Ah, oh, man. I got nothing else to say about this thing. You feel good about what we said? I mean, I don't feel good about it, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh anymore. yeah, Hosa. Hey, Hosa. By the way, uh, says I love how the nut is barely hanging on for life. Yeah, it's like really hanging off the edge of this thing. Let's see if I can zoom in on that. That is what she said. <laughs> Poo Ninja says that's what she said. It, it, the nuts, the nuts, barely hanging on for life. I mean, maybe it's better than it looks, but it looks pretty bad. Yeah. There's just this big old gap right there. Why? Did this start off as a, a headless neck, or you think they trimmed it? Oh, I don't know. I assumed it started that way. It read like it started that way. I don't know, man. Whoop. I like the little sound that makes when it goes bye-bye. You ready to talk about this week's album? Oh, yeah, the album. Yeah, let's talk about the album. Let me pull up my notes for that. We listen sure. to uh, Idols? Yep. The band is Idols. The album is called Joy as an Act of, Sub as an act of Subversion. What did you think about this album, Ryan? It was fun. I had a great time when it, it like when I heard the name Idols. I had I feel like I'd heard the name before, but I'd never listened to it. I didn't know how to place it, and I was like, I bet this is gonna be some sort of kind of like hipsterish, like folky indie sort of thing. And then it started, and I was like, No, I think this is gonna be like a doom thing. This is gonna be like a doom metal uh, sort of thing because it was the first track. Most of it was really dark. And by yeah. the end of the first track, I was like, no, this is like a fun punk rock, like up tempo, up, uh, you know, kind of like major scale, kind of like low tuned jams sort of thing. And most of the yeah. album was a ton of fun and kept the fun coming the whole time. Yeah, uh, that first track felt like uh, that first track felt like the. Work, the workout montage from a movie. Oh, I forgot to make uh, the little overlay that shows the album. I'm sorry. Um, oh, well. Um, that was one where I was just like, the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, I feel like I need to go on a run right now. <laughs> I feel like I need to go pump, like do a, do a, like one and a half pushups. Maybe, right. maybe, maybe even two pushups. What was the name of the album again? Joy is an act of resistance. Joy is an act of subversion. Oh, well, there's one Joy that's called Joy is an Act of Resistance. Is it Resistance? Did I write it down wrong? I don't know. I think you did. I'm going to pull up the one that says Joy. I'm gonna see oh, Joy it. as an Act of Resistance. I don't know why I wrote Subversion. 
Yeah, either do I, Steve. That's what I've been trying to figure out. <laughs> Sorry. Way to go. Joy is an act of subversion, I think, it is like a philosophical concept that I don't really know anything about. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, the second track, did you wa- actually watch any of the music videos? Yeah, yeah. It had that like that video game fight thing going on. Yeah, it was like it was uh, a Street Fighter 2. Yeah, yeah. I only, I only watched that video because I was like so confused and it was just like this um uh you know it's Street Fighter meets uh the Radiohead Paranoid Android music video thing going on it was ridiculous Yeah, it seemed like they had a uh, a good collection of music videos across the board. Uh which is an interesting I'm assuming this is a modern band. Um Interesting thing for a band, a modern band to have a bunch of music videos these days when it's mostly like kind of like a dead media yeah. because there's a not- lot of, a lot of artists still make music videos. Like it's, yeah. I, I think there's enough of a, um, a like YouTube thing going on. Well now YouTube, YouTube plays count towards, um, like your charts. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Like your streaming plays. And then, um, you know, there, so there's that. And then there's just the fact that, um, there's still value to like making a video and in terms of like helping your, you know, people share that stuff now. It's like, Oh, yeah. did you see the, do you see the new video from such and such artist? It's so weird. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, did you have anything, any like specific notes for the album? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Ryan. But you're not going to share them. Are you? Um, <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that's like, I think I don't know if this is like specifically a British punk post punk thing. I don't think it is, mm. um, but I definitely noted that the bass, like a lot of the tracks, are very bass forward. Not just in like you're saying like oh it's this doomy moody thing at the beginning and that those kinds of sounds are uh, continue, but the bass is just really like present. Yeah, and and clear. It's very uh, very low signal forward. And the the guitar is there, but it's it's kind of back behind a lot of stuff. Like it's it's kind of noisy. Yeah, it's kind of like it, less defined. The bass is very, uh, it's very like a. I mean, it's I don't know. I didn't look it up, but it it rem- makes me think of like that super punchy P bass or like Music Man. Mm, yeah, yeah. Sound. I had a note on it um, on the vocals. Um, where is it? Oh, his voice reminds me of the band Art Brute. Do you remember Art Brute? Kind of like no. an early aughts band. Uh, a very British sounding. Um, they had a song called like we we had a band. Um, they had a song about. I think they got radio play here. But I I used to listen to this band called Art Brute. Maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm the only person who listened to them. But uh, I was getting the same kind of vibe off the singer to the point where I looked up Art Brute and was trying to figure out if it was the same singer, and I do not think it is. Uh, but yeah, if anyone knows that band, maybe they'll agree with me. <laughs> I'm reading about them, but Art I don't Brute. know. Uh, that song you talked about, Formed a Band, uh, was um, on in 2012. John Flansburg from They Might Be Giants listed that as one of his top 10 tracks. Yeah. Well, there you go. So maybe John's go. listening right now. I know that uh, maybe he'll agree with me. John, I know they might be Giants uh, members have listened to this show in the past, which is still blows my mind. 
So, hi. They might be giants if you're listening right now. John or otherwise. <laughs> um, the other thing that I noted is um, okay, two different things. One, uh, and maybe this is kind of uh, an insensitive thing to say. It's not insensitive. There we go. I think there we it's go. funny. Uh, the did you ever look at the front man in any of the videos? Like, well, yeah, I saw him singing and okay. doing all the stuff. Yeah, so. he uh, he looks like Joe Branton. He does look like Joe Branton. <laughs> okay, not yeah. just me. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't realize that. I was I was you know just watching him and be like, oh, this guy's a character. This guy's fun. But but nice, I was like, nice does he mustache. actually does I he actually look like Joe Branton? Does he actually look like Joe Branton, or is it just like because he has dark hair and a and a mustache? And he's British. That yeah, I thought of Joe Brand. I think it's the same thing as anyone who has dark hair, glasses, and a beard looks like you. <laughs> anyone That's who's true. blonde and and very pinkish white with a beard looks like me. You know, it's, it's... The, the one my wife always associates me with is the. Do you remember the French model commercial? Where it's like it's like a blind date or something, or like online dating, and the guy shows up, and he's like, and she's like. And he's, she's like, I thought you were a French model or a model. And he's like, uh, bonjour. No, just me. No, okay. I don't know that one. Uh, SD um, design super chat. SD. Hold on. We got to finish this. We got to okay, finish okay, okay, We'll okay. get to that. Um, so the other thing I was saying is, you know, this album felt stereotypical, not in a bad way. Like once I realized like, oh, this is a UK like punk post punk thing. Uh, I was like, I, I kind of feel like where this is going now all the time, and, th and that's fine. Uh, I also felt like I was feeling, you know, f for this being a, an album that came out in, like, 2018, there were a lot of, like, 90s vibes going oh, on. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Or, like, late 80s. Like, um, you know, without even knowing anything else about this band, I could tell you, like, oh, they're very clearly listening to, like, Fugazi, oh sure, sure, or, or Jawbreaker, or yeah. Rites of Spring, or or bands who listen to them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because by this point, it's like, where is is uh, Idols listening to Fugazi, or is Idols listening to someone from like 2003 right, who is right. listening to Fugazi? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no matter what, I I think they did a, a you know a, a valid, uh, sincere stab yeah. at um, yeah. those sounds that they were playing with. I didn't feel like. Oh, oh! This is just referencing a bunch of stuff. Like it felt sincere. No, so I, no, I really good. enjoyed it. I had a great time listening to this album. Yeah, and I like the way it ended. It ends on that it just kind of a no devolves into noise noise rock. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of grindy and all over the place and yelling. And um, I don't remember when Reagan was president because I was six when he was de-elected. De-elected. That's one way to say when he was it. ousted. Didn't he serve two terms? He did. All right. So when he... From 1981 to 1990. When he completed his terms, he wasn't removed yes. from office. <laughs> he pa when he passed the torch to George Herbert Walker When he was Bush. ousted. When he was... When they took him out and they removed him from the White House. I'm pretty sure he just left on his own, Steve. Well, presidential term limits weren't... Weren't in the original constitution, which is the only in. constitution I care about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. SD Design uh, super chatted us four bucks and asked, favorite acoustic guitar, Takami, Martin, Taylor? I could, I think we could just be like, which, BMK. which, which acoustic BM guitar? BMK? 
B- we're gonna BMK this. Steal steal oh, something from the tone jerks. Oh, we're gonna tone jerks it up. I feel like this one's kind of obvious, but maybe you'll what have a different B- one tonight. Bump. Huh? What What does the B stand for? Bang. 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 Or, Mary. Or, or you could do it uh, gear gear some style. Uh, was it stash it, mash it, trash it? But I've uh, never... can, let's uh, get a third podcast in there. Let's see if we can steal from three podcasts at the same time. Uh... All right, so I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, um, probably bang the Martin, trash the talking meanie, and uh, stash the Taylor. <laughs> I like how you. I like how you mixed them. Combined the two. <laughs> combined the two. Um, uh, no, that's the exact same thing yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Like a Martin, it'd be like, yeah, I want to mess around with a Martin for a little while, and then I'll remember, like, oh yeah, I don't like Martins because they just feel kind of like dull and clunky to me, and. Uh, then I'd take the Takamini and I'd take it to a beach bonfire and I'd leave it there because that's <laughs> generally. I've played some really nice Takaminis. Yeah, yeah. They're just not. Well, I've played some trash Takaminis too, though. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, you know, to me, Martin acoustics tend to be a, an acoustic I'd go to to play a to get it like a certain sound, but maybe not my everyday sound. Uh, Taylor. Taylor is like my dream workhorse guitar, I guess. Thanks for the super um, shot, Robert. I'm doing a full shot. Thanks to Robert McDowell. And yeah, Takamini. Like, I've played good ones, but overall, like, if, if I'm picking between the three, I'm not picking one of those. I was having the thought, like, I haven't bought an acoustic guitar in probably 20, 25 years or something like that. Except for that baby Taylor that I bought for my wife that never gets played, except for when we take it on the on road trips or whatever. Um I'm trying to think of what I would shop for right now if I was to shop for an acoustic guitar at all. I've I wanted know, a classical guitar for a long time, but I have no idea what brand I'd look at. And I just want to have one with electronics in it to do loopy, spacey stuff with. Right. <laughs> and, you know, recreate cake tones. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I have no idea what brand I would look at. I'd have to do a lot of research to figure out what classical acoustic i'd want what about you like you have some acoustics you play acoustic yeah i i struggle because like i've always wanted a higher end taylor like Mm. my forever like i'd say like a 600 series or higher um you know uh i think like probably the 614 is is like a workhorse dream guitar uh but i you know it's one of those things where i say like oh it's a workhorse guitar but a Taylor 614 CE uh, right now is um, like, I don't even know. I think they're like $3,000. Jeez. So the idea of like, oh yeah, I'm going to get this uh, freaking um, workhorse, so to speak, guitar for for $3,000, like, that's one of those and things pro- where I'd have to like get extra insurance on my Nissan Sentra every time I drove the guitar somewhere. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I know, I know, used like you can get them cheaper. Like you can actually get them under some of the older ones for like around two grand used. 
Um, but I do always, I keep coming back to like, should I just like bite the bullet? Should I have like bit the bullet when they did the, uh, when they did that deal? Um, was it a month or two ago? Uh, there we go. $3,600. Um, should I have done that thing? Like when they, when it was two months ago where they were like selling a, like if you got like a two series tailor, you could get a, uh, a baby tailor for like $99. Mm-hmm. Like, and in my head, I'm just always like, oh, the two series is trash. Uh, I don't want to deal with that, whatever. But the ones that I've played are fine. They're just not like as, they're not as pretty. They're not as, you know, whatever. And, and also, I pr- really probably couldn't have afforded, well, I could have afforded it. I got a bonus around there that I used to pay bills. I could have done something fun. I'm falling asleep because acoustic guitars are so boring. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So drama. <laughs> I know. R- I know. RJ from Teletalks just got a uh, a new Martin. Well, a mm. used, a new to him Martin. Uh, and I, I really want to go check that guitar out because I hear it's really nice. He, he says it's really send good. Me, I lent him my Kangra. We're talking about RJ, right? Yeah. I lent him my Kangra. He said he was going to ship it back. I haven't seen it show up yet. I just remembered that. <laughs> mm. I need to get the. Uh, that FX one whatever guitar or pedal board back from um, he's just borrowing stuff and he's gonna skip town. It's a big old yeah. scam from RJ. Uh, he's got that FX. Was it the FXT one? Yeah, pedal board. I think I loaned out a couple things at our three hundredth episode, and I don't even remember what any of it was anymore. Uh, Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks still has my nineteen eighty one DRV. And Aaron Abubo from the Gear Slum has my Quiet Theory Prelude. Oh, shoot. Calling them out. Those are the two that I remember. If there's any more, then I guess I don't own those anymore. <laughs> They're gone now. Did we loan? I think we loaned out my uh, DS1 that you modded. But I don't remember to who. Oh, really? Unless I've got it in a shell, in a, in a drawer somewhere. I don't see it out. Hmm. Do we loan I... anything to Co? Co. <laughs> I don't. I don't Flipping know. Flippers. I don't remember. Uh, so, anyways, we had a couple topics there. Do we want to do another ad? Yeah, let's do an ad. We've actually got two more of them. What? I know there was. Which one are you going to do? I first? had three selected. Uh, yeah, there's the, the other one. Uh, let's start with this acoustic, acoustic sonic first. I had I had three of them, and then I got into the Google Drive, and you had dumped a bunch of stuff in there. I was looking through it, and I was like, "Oh man, there's a good one there." It was the it was the Tele one with the uh, the bottle cutter, bottle oh. opener cut on it. Oh, All right, right. Um, this is the homemade pancakes uh, by Joey Jaworski. Well, I got the acoustic sonic guitar build finished up good to go with my Helix. It's not perfect, but it turned out pretty good. Uh, weighs in at four pounds. So basically somebody, uh, tried to make that uh pancake guitar. How much do they want for this? RJ says to come over this weekend. Uh, uh no. you know what? I asked if there was a price for it and he said that it wasn't a for sale post. It was someone posting their build on a group. Oh, okay. Um, my thought on this is when the acoustic song came out, I made that video saying it looks like pancakes, Yeah, which it did. And mm-hmm. this also looks like pancakes and appropriately looks like a homemade version of a pancake. <laughs> like the, uh, the, uh, the fender version looks like a professional 
like a griddle cake, you know, yeah. like perf- perfect, uh, you know, sort of blend across the colors on the top of it. And this looks like one of my trashy dad pancakes that I make at home. And I don't, you know, I, I'm the one that eats it because the kids won't touch it because it looks so bad. It like, I, I, you know, I biffed up the flip and it's all yeah. mutated and stuff. So yeah, I it's always, still looks like pancakes. I always get stuck with those and like, I'll try to give them to my older kid and she's like, oh, I don't want that one. I'm like, it still tastes like a freaking pancake, dude. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you could chop it up into just mush and it still tastes like a pancake. I don't think my kids actually care when I ruin a pancake, but I'm like, I, I need to give them the good one to prove to them that I'm a worthy father. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think my kids care more about, you know, if I burn one, which is usually sure. the first. The first one seems like... Uh, well, it's the one where I look at the pan and go, there's already enough oil in there. I don't need any more oil. That's the one that I burn. My first one is always like the perfect one. And then the mm. one that I'm going to eat, I walk away for a minute. I come back and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. I burned it. I, I'm going to die from eating all these burned pancakes. Instead of my, I, That's the thing. I'm sacrificing my body for my family. So anyways, <laughs> what about this guitar? This is a homemade Acoustasonic. Uh, it looks very homemade. Um it has an interesting kind of like carve around the edge of it, simulating sort of a German carve, but also kind of like a uh, like a binding sort of look. Yeah, yeah. It has a hot rail in the same location that the Acoustic Sonics do. Mm-hmm. Um, the finish just looks like roughly stained leather. It is wood, but it has that look, you know, like someone just poured like like shoe polish in a blotchy way all over like a leather shoe or something like that. Right. The the thing that bugs me the most about this and I feel like it sounds so trivial um but it's the 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 um cavity covers look like trash. Yeah, they're huge. They they honestly look worse. Then when our buddy Adam, who's in the chat a little while ago, uh, our buddy Adam made uh, Tupperware covers for the back of his BC Rich. Yeah. You, like these somehow look rougher than that. No, they look really, I think they might be over tightened. Oh, for sure. Uh, they're the over tightened. But they also might um, just not fit into the the routes that were cut for them. So they might be like twisted and and warped, like, being pushed into those routes that are misfitting it. I mean, good on this guy for, for giving it a, the good you yeah. know, good old college yeah, I try. Mean, I, I wouldn't have tried to make, uh, you know, county controls that fit into a, you know, a routed-out relief like that. Like, he, he went the extra mile. It's just pretty rough execution. But, I mean, this guy's not selling this thing. It's, it's easy for us to trash on stuff that people are selling, He's not selling it. He made it for his himself. Yeah. And he's happy with it. I mean, he, he did the concept. He did an acoustic bodied Telecaster with a bolt on neck and a hot rail on the bridge. Um, there is a quirky element to the bridge saddle. I don't know if you got close enough to see it. I'm pretty sure the bridge saddle is backwards. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be going I, the other way where that, that, those notches go where the high strings are. Attention to detail. Yeah. Let's get some other closer looks at this. 
I don't know what's going yeah, on I, with that. It's like a, get some, a laser get etched. Pickles? There's like a can laser etched uh, uh, control cover. There's some sort of design on it. You know what? Instead of trying to put a stain on this, they should have given it the barn treatment and made this a barn sexual mm-hmm. acoustic Like, let it get grayed and silver and let it get a little bit weathered, and then it would make a little bit more sense. It looks like there's so much, like, glue or, like, clear coat around the edges of the bridge. Yeah, I don't or think it was... Or is that just d- lighting I'm or trying something? to figure out if it was done wrong or if it was... Just not cleaned up. I mean, all this is done wrong in air quotes. But if it achieves the result that the builder wanted as far as playability and sound, then none of us can criticize it. Uh, right. But it's, it's clearly done, you know, to an outsider builder's, like, aesthetic. This is not at all a professional build. And this doesn't have to be. Things don't have to be professional builds. I know that as yeah. well as anyone. As long as uh, this is one of those ones where it's like, as long as they're happy with it, then whatever. Exactly. I if I saw this on the open market, I'd be like, maybe 300 tops. You want to sing with me, Steve? If it makes you happy! No. I oh, don't. come on. Can't be that bad. Uh, can't be that bad. <laughs> that could have been epic, Steve, if you jumped in on that with me. <laughs> no. If it makes you happy, then why the hell are you so sad? <laughs> I listened to that album like a couple weeks ago. We should listen to an album like that. All right, next ad, and then uh, we'll wrap up and get out of here and call it a night. Well, we'll hang out. Uh, but anyways, this is a weight-relieved PVT-40 for $150. Uh, first impression, Steve. Uh, uh, Mary Trash Smash. Um, <laughs> Two of those well, are already, like the same. It's our. It's already trashed. Uh, are you going to bang it? Are you going to marry it? Or are you going to kill it? We need our own. There's two podcasts that have their version of that. We need to have our own version of it. Well, Bang, Mary Kill is the I know. world's version of it. I know, I know. Excuse me. Um, I w- save the neck. Like, every everything about this that makes this guitar what it is still is is intact. Yes. So you could pull all the hardware, save the neck, and then just either buy a new body I feel, I, I, I'm going to say, because what we're, what we're looking at is a PV240, a PVT40 base, uh, bridge intact, pickups intact, controls intact, pickguard intact, neck intact, the upper bout of the body, uh, top horn and armrest area have been cut away. At first I thought they were broken away, but no, it's a cut, and the body has been cut around the edge of the pickguard. Um, yeah. I say they didn't cut enough. Cut a straight line across that through the pit guard. Just do the flat, straight, 90-degree line through that guitar, and I would play that bass. I would play that long guitar just like that. It's probably the perfect amount of weight relief for a <laughs> classically heavy T40. I don't need that upper bout to play bass. In fact, it might be even more comfortable. And it's going to look freaking cool for 150 bucks. I say freaking... Marry this and bang this. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm uh, I'm a salvager on this one. Uh, I just sit around and wait till a, a a real body popped up or see if Warmoth like makes any bodies for these. There might be part slips for this, where you buy this, 
say you offer 75 if if it's not selling off the the used market here you buy this there's someone out there who has a stock one but they're missing a bridge saddle or they're missing a knob or they're missing a pickup suddenly yeah. you become a parts store and you sell parts at 60 bucks a pop because you can't just go buy those things you can't find them you have to wait for someone to sell them you know i mean you could definitely you could definitely um sell the intact parts off this and get 150 dollars. oh sure. i have no doubt about that i bet you could Plus, sell you could probably i bet you could sell the body and the neck separate and the okay, sell the body with the bridge on it there's a hundred bucks sell the neck yeah. with the tuners on it there's a hundred bucks oh sell the probably more sell the pig, these are, these sell the are intact, loaded that's probably 200 bucks these things intact right now are like 500 600 plus yeah uh, so you would have no problem flipping parts off of this um, for 150. You know, if I had the space to ha do projects and stuff, I think I might chase this for 150. Here's here's what I say: sell the neck, the pit guard fully loaded, and then the bridge separate. Keep the body, use it as a cutting board. <laughs> Because it's probably go. made out of there oak or something, whatever those things are made out of. Just put yeah. a little oil on there. It's a really fun cheese ward. You keep it around the kitchen. You know. <laughs> now you've got a knife. Now you've got a a knife uh, a cutting board that re reminds you every day that you are also a guitar player. Yes. <laughs> or that you hate guitars so much that you will take them yeah. apart. So yeah, I, I like this thing. I think if this was local. I have no idea where it is, but if it was local, I might give it the side eye for a little bit. Yeah, this was sent by Randy Chaplin. Thanks, Randy. Yep. All right, you want to tell us oh, about... Oh, I forgot, we forgot to do housekeeping. Housekeeping! We need a housekeeping, housekeeping song. Saved it for... What's that? We need a housekeeping song to put on the soundboard I here. Know. That'd be fun. Uh, we went a while a little long, but uh, thanks for uh, Steve Travelby, who's supporting us at the $5 level. Thanks, Steve. Uh, and Tim Cornfield, who jumped in at the $10 level. Um if you want to support the show, um, jump on the Patreon at patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast, whether it's $1 or $25 or $1,000. Support us at the $6,000 um, level, and I will come to your house and film one of your guitars. The four, four, I need to make the $420 level, the Joe Rogan level. Um, <laughs> Where we and, get uh, Joe and, Rogan to come on the show. Yeah, I don't think that's what we would be able to do for that. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, uh, you support the show. We, we uh, you know, definitely appreciate everyone who supports the show, hopefully. Um, oh, you know what? Since these are going straight on, have you been still – you haven't been putting the graphic at the end, huh? No. Oh. Sorry. It's disappointing. Yeah. It's been a while. You know what? Uh uh, all this quarantine stuff is uh, coming to a close, even though uh, infections are ramping up and the world is getting worse. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll risk our lives and limbs and uh, do a regular episode sometime in the future. We'll see. We'll think about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week's song was sent by Gary. Thanks, Gary. He says, uh, hi, Ryan and Steve. Love the podcast. My name is Gary, and I play in a band from New York called The Shirt Club. I like it already. I like yeah, we play short and sweet punk-inspired songs, and just put out our first album in February called Talent Show. The song I'm sending you guys is called Hot Pink Cast. As far as the gear rundown goes, I played my 2011 Special Run Telly with an animal 
Animals Pedal, Surfing Bear, OD. And Teresa, our singer slash guitarist, played her dual sonic reissue. Nice. We recorded through her dual uh through her blues junior amp. Uh the whole album was recorded ourselves in our drummer Max's bedroom. We all hope you enjoy the song. If you want to hear the rest of our album, you can stream it on stream it on our bandcamp, uh shirtclub.bandcamp.com and streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. So for those of you on the audio podcast, here is Hot Pink Cast. Uh, for those of us on the live stream, hi. We're going to hang out. All right. Enjoy so the song, good guys. Night, good night, guys. Uh, stay grounded to the audio, folks. <laughs> Saw it again. I told people that I broke.